Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode four of the Weekly Patter Podcast with myself, Maxwell Goodborn, Joseph Keyes, and James Mendica. And this week, we are delighted to be joined by Bradford Bulls very own Elliot Minchella. Welcome, Elliot. Thank you very much for having me on. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to have you here, Minnie, and we're all looking forward to uh, hearing your story. And a great um, podcast. Yeah, hopefully we get all them listeners. Big Bob, I know Bob's listening. Oh, shout um, out, Bob. What a man. To Bob. <laughs> uh, so how have we been, boys? What have we been up to this week? I've turned the grand ripe old age of 27 this weekend. So yesterday was my birthday. So uh, I was partying Saturday and then I've been struggling for the last two days to get over it. So Define partying. Uh, a day <laughs> session that like, went from 1 to 11 and then I was in bed. <laughs> <laughs> you are looking on a bit now, though, aren't you? 27. Getting old man now. Yeah, Already lost my hand a bit. Uh, Keezy, what have you been up to, son? Um, I've been ill, actually, Max, this weekend. <laughs> uh, oh, trust me. Yeah, I've been full of flu. Um, feeling sorry for myself on the sofa. So. I did watch yeah. Avatar, though. I've not seen that before, so I've put good use to three hours of my life. It took Avatar. 10 years to make that, didn't it? I'm not sure about the, the production <laughs> line, but I'm not seeing it either. But colours meant to be meant to be pretty mad. Yeah, very good film. So yeah, that was my weekend. Very boring. All right, um, I'll, I might as well do mine now. Um, yeah, went to Skepta on Thursday. Uh, oh, big up, big up that, that was pretty good. Yeah, it was it was all good until uh, we decided to wait around too long and miss the last train home. No. Um, yeah, and then was steaming about. Uh, St Paul's trying to trying to find a cab, but <laughs> do you know what? Shout out to, to black cabs because Uber's, <laughs> Uber's two hundred and sixty quid. Black cabs are one up. What? Yeah, what? outrageous times. It was it was ridiculous. Keith, you know we live about like what forty minute drive, fifty minute drive from from that side of London. So yeah, yeah outrageous stuff. But uh, yeah, shout out to to the black cab driver. <laughs> um, traditional guys. Yeah, and then on Saturday I had my football team Christmas do. Um, it was a bit, it was a good one actually. Uh, started in the pubs around Sorbo. The weather was was not on anyone's side. It was side. awful, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was, it was drained, but uh, but yeah, it was good. Carried on, and then went to um, Bar Rouge in Stortford, nice. uh, which absolutely, absolutely bouncing this time of year. So yeah, it is the season, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It certainly is. And, and no yeah, game, just... Max was there. No game was... this weekend. What's that, mate? Any footy game this weekend for you? No, no, we didn't have a game. Four weeks off now, so yeah, it's uh, uh, re- rehabilitation from now, shall we say? <laughs> you training out to keep him fit? Yeah, yeah, something like that. But um, <laughs> yeah, been been sick as a metaphorical dog as well. Yeah, um, it's, it's been a tough one, but uh, yeah, oh, yeah, and of course watching watching a little bit of the football as well. Can we not talk about this week? Can we forget that yeah, section? We're, skip, we're skipping that section this week. Oh, you, wasn't it? Wasn't it, James? It was um, awful, mate. It was the worst of worst I've ever felt. Well, worst in a long, long time, at least. Anyway, dark times for a United or an Arsenal fan this weekend. Some of the stats, though, for the United game were unbelievable. <laughs> I think it was, six attempts. That's that. I mean, United have like nine, and then one of them. And then, and then Fellaini's bloody injured a, injured a steward, hasn't he, from going for a shot? Yeah, I see that. <laughs> That's one of the attempts. I saw yeah. something today saying uh, Roberto Firmino had more shots than Lukaku had touches. Oh, my wow. God. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Elliot, how was your weekend? as pre-season weekends go? Uh, it was all right, mate. We had training Saturday morning, which was pretty easy. And then Gillette Soccer Saturday on the sofa. Nice. 
There you go. Um, and then a bit of socialising Saturday night, as you do. Ooh, lovely. Won't go, won't go into too much detail, but... <laughs> uh, yeah, and then just a quiet one Sunday. Who's just that? Who's that dog? Yeah, I just... I use that lad's crack on a minute. I just need to go and quiet on my dog. What dog? <laughs> what? Your little, little brother. He has a dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, unbelievable stuff. What do you make of the other fixtures at the weekend, Max? What did you think about them? Uh, I'm trying to wrap my brain to think of them now. What was there? Uh, there was City Everton, which was pretty standard, wasn't it? Yeah, it just feel like we're, we're at where we always are with City, aren't we? They're, just plodding on out and doing yeah, enough every week. Winning each week. Even with people out, they're still picking up good wins. Uh, Gabriel Jesus getting two, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, he's, yeah, he's looking in good form at the moment. Apparently, it's all changed since he decided to move his family back over. Uh, from Brazil, he's not nice and settled again now. And uh, what, what a good player they've got to, yeah. to replace him. He's only a young lad, isn't he? As well, he's only yeah, really young. 19, 20, something like that. So that's unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah, what a player! Unbelievable. Um, yeah, other than that, what was there? West Ham, another four yeah. wins on the trot now for them. Looking good, good, good win away at Fulham. Yeah, Chelsea back on course, getting another win. Yes, Chelsea, of course. How could I forget? I think the only two shocks were the uh. The, the way that Liverpool beat United and then the, the Southampton victory, wasn't it? I they mean, that Liverpool, that Liverpool game, going, kind of going back to it, they were just streets ahead, weren't they? they yeah. The way they play now, they've got a real identity the way they play, but everyone's been saying that about Man United at the moment. Is just no one knows how they play anymore. Yeah. yeah I think that's what comes with... Uh, I think I listened to a, to a video before on YouTube. It was the interview after the game, you know, when Carragher, Sunus, Keane... Neville were all sat in the in the room together after the game. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, so when they were all sat together after the game, uh, and they had a really good discussion about the way that United have gone, I think Gary Neville was particularly focused on the way from the top down. Yeah, oh, sorry, mate, my thought... wife went down then. You're back? <laughs> I'm back now, sorry. It's, it's all right. Yeah, just saying how... how anyway. <laughs> just saying how the uh, in the studio after the game on Sunday, some of the, some of the pundits were having a big discussion about the way United have... And particularly Neville was saying how United from the top down have just been a mess since Fergie yeah. left and David yeah. Gill left the club. And it, and it has gone on through through a couple of years now, hasn't it? Obviously, the two manager successions, the, the player transfers that we brought in that time, yeah. like we brought Fellaini in in that time. Uh, Daily Blind, I think, was brought in. And they're just, they're just not United-style players, are they? No. I think you made a great point, Mendy, as well, about the, the culture. Uh, I know yeah. Roy Keane touched on it as well. And Mini, you'll be able to sort of agree with me on this. I think even in most sports now, the way it's going, that culture where there's a senior group and you wouldn't dare put a foot out of line, it doesn't really happen like that anymore. And especially at Bradford, I mean, I can say like, especially you when you're at Leeds, Mini, the, the amount of sort of big figures in that squad. As a young kid, you wouldn't dare say boo to a goose in that sort of situation. But now it seems like the younger lot, the younger generation are sort of a lot more confident and a lot more sort of happy to sort of have a bit of a voice. Yeah, I think that's right. I think it's a, I think social media's got a lot to do with that. Yeah. Because um, they're so confident on stuff like that. Like, the, obviously, young lads, even in our team now, these lads are, like, just so out there, aren't they? And then in yeah. the team environment, they, they, they kind of just bring that into that. And there's not so much, like you said, I used to be, like, scared, almost scared of yeah. going out the line, but it's not like that anymore. Well, look at the people in that team. You had, buddy, Jamie Peacock. You had, you know, himself, like, as a man who's one of can in the game and he's you know, a big sort of personality and a big big game player in your team, you know, imagine him in that change room now, how different he'd think it would 
it was, you know, for someone who's sort of been that senior figure looking down. Yeah, it's like, you, you, back, back when I was going through, like, you only spoke unless you were spoken to. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> I don't speak, I don't speak in change rooms. And like, these lads, sometimes, like, they're just dancing about. Or yeah. Can you imagine that's, that's what it's going like? I watched that with Roy Keane as well. And Yeah. Yeah, can you imagine yeah. him just not standing for any of that sort of stuff. Oh. But there's not many. Well, people, there's not many people like that. No, no. Did, did you hear what he, he was saying about um, the Lingard situation, yeah. Max? Yeah, yeah, about the yeah, the, the, fa- the what are your thoughts thing. on that. Um, I, I kind of agreed with Gary Neville a bit, me to be honest. I feel like you have to have something going on outside of football, but agreed. Yeah, yeah. maybe yeah. A time and place. Yeah, time and a place, absolutely. Yeah, I did agree with that side. Of you. Yeah, like with a big with that game at the weekend, it probably wasn't the best time in Warwick. But I think I didn't agree with what he said. Like it should be one hundred percent your life and do something after football because yeah. you never know what could happen. Well, we spoke about it a few times on here about setting yourself up for after, and obviously it's really important. But I think like the power of social media now with players, like for all like for all you know. But, Someone in that United change room back in the day could have opened a clothing brand, but no one on earth would know about it because you're not spreading it all over social media and it's not there in the public eye sort of thing. Um, so I think that obviously plays a massive part. Like look at Jesse Lingard on Instagram. He's very sort of eccentric, sorry. And um, he's sort of very out there, isn't he? And he's a very big personality. So yeah. someone who he's not that young. He's, is he 25, 26 now? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that 20, sort of yeah. figure in the team especially in a United team that's not as successful as it probably should be or used to be, um, I think that probably has a bit of a negative effect on the on the changing room. Warrington lad him as well. Warrington born. No wonder he's rough. I think that's a good point. I think I think that's changing a lot in all sorts of sports, like you say, Elliot, with the, with the social media and stuff. It's, it's, a, it's sort of a culture that's, that's dying, I think. Yeah, it's almost like a platform, isn't it, for them? Like, obviously, they use that to to promote themselves. But it's like a you be can't they kind of use it and become somebody they're not. Yeah. Does that make sense? I agree. Yeah, absolutely. Um, right. So moving on, Elliot, do you want to just go through sort of where it all started for you? Like, what what sort of initially how you got into rugby league? How you where you started off playing? I know you're a Bradford lad. Um, so yeah. I assume you supported Bradford growing up as a kid. Um, yeah, I played my. Um, I think it was about five when I started playing. Obviously, my dad used to play not at a professional level, but he like got me into it and yeah. played at West Ball in my amateur club in Bradford, and then uh, worked my way through the years as you do when you're young, uh, and then went on scholarship at Bradford to start with, and then I went to Leeds. I think I was fifteen, uh, and then signed there, <laughs> professional at sixteen, and kind of went from there really. So, what was the what was the initial sort of? Were you a Bradford fan growing up? Yeah, that was that was the club I supported. Like when, yeah. when my family always used to go to the games. Like, we used to live down the road, so I used to walk down. <laughs> uh, went to all the like, the like the grand finals back when they were in the heyday sort of thing. Yeah. Went to all them and yeah, massive Bradford fan. So obviously, just was it a tough decision to to sign for Leeds? Or obviously, Leeds being a massive club as well, um, obviously a bit in their sort of glory is at the time. So was it an easy decision or? No, it was quite hard actually. Uh, obviously, because I was, I was at Bradford already. <laughs> When I was fourteen, I think so. I was actually on the books there, yeah. and then um, I met with Keith Senior. He was the coach at the time for the side I'd be got, like the scholarship team. I met with him, and that kind of just sold it to me. He, at the time, he was still playing. He was the best best centre probably in Super League, yeah. and he what a player he was. he was. And just to, for me to be able to like learn off him, I just thought it was too good of an opportunity to to turn down. Yeah, 
So he was probably a big swing in getting me to go to Leeds. Yeah. What sort of situation were they in uh, when you back then, Bradford? When you were when you were on to signing for Leeds, was were Bradford? Uh, were they had the first admin then, or was it was it still no, alright? No, there was yeah, they were still in Super League, and there, there were it was probably like the the beginning of it all. Was it? I think maybe a year or two when I was at Leeds, that's when it all started going admin and that sort of stuff. But at the time when I was there, they were they were still in Super League, and I think they were doing all right. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't about the the first team at the time. It was about that, like I said, working with like someone like Keith Senior, and there were a lot of like other. Like Rob Burrow used to help out as well, and I just thought to learn off someone to players who were they're at the top at the time. Yeah, uh, we just yeah. too good to turn down. Absolutely. Um, so from there, obviously, you played through for the 16. So that we, me and you met playing in the uh, in the England Academy setup. Um, so I've actually known Elliot since we were 15, believe it or not, lads. Um, so we go mm. way back. Drop that one in, Kizzy. England yeah. squad. Nice <laughs> one. Yeah. Very nice. <laughs> Former. <laughs> <laughs> What you played for Ireland, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then obviously going up into the academy. Elliot, you obviously, I think you were probably the first person in our sort of age group to make their Super League debut at Leeds, or in, even Super League. Sorry, um, out of our age. So, were you seventeen when you made your debut? Yeah, seventeen at the time. Yeah, um, yeah. I think I kind of had a bit of a like thrown in the deep end sort of thing. I was seventeen, and we played Falford away. Yeah, um, and. I think I got told early on in the week I'm going to be playing, and I didn't really know what to do with myself all week. And um, but yeah, I managed to get out there. I think we got about 40 minutes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, some obviously, as you know, you you never forget your forget your debut, and it was just obviously a massive proud moment. All my family went over to Salford, and yeah, it was a good day. One I won't forget. Yeah, because you had a, you had a very strong academy team as well, didn't you? At Leeds, so obviously you're playing in a good team every week, and obviously that must help with you, with your confidence going into you know such a good. First team, yeah, it was tough. Obviously, that was like my first year in academy, and uh, to step up from 16s, it was quite hard. Yeah. But um, I was almost training like full time at the time, so I, I developed quite quickly. Yeah, um, and like you said, there were loads of lad, like the, the lads in our team were obviously probably at a better level than I was, so I kind of had to raise my game. And it that, as you know, like when you're playing with good players, it, it raises your game, so yeah, I kind of thrived off that. And like, you don't want to let anybody down, so um. Yeah, that, that that helped me massively. We had a good team. There's lads in that team now, like Super League regulars. So. Yeah, it was your it was your coach then at the time, and who who gave you your debut? Uh, Brian McDermott. He, he gave me my debut. Um, I got on with Brian quite well actually. I know people say he's, he's a bit of a strange character or whatever they got to say about him, but no, I actually quite got on with him. And um, no, obviously I'd be very I'm grateful for him for giving me my debut. I think at the time that I'll probably want. First in line, there were some other people in front of me, but I don't know why. But he, he saw something in me, and obviously, I'm grateful for him giving me the chance at 17. It can't have been an easy decision. Yeah, put someone in that young, but no, obviously. You hear some stories about him, don't you? Is he is he as scary as what he sounds for to people on the outside to to give people an insight, or is he is he quite calm when he's speaking to you in training, or is he intense? Like, what's what's he like sort of day to day? He's a bit of everything. If you probably if you see him like one on one, you know he's calm and he's understanding and just like a normal bloke. But then at times I've seen him absolutely lose his rag. And <laughs> he used to bring there's one story we do the hill session and it was one Sunday morning or Saturday morning it was freezing and he brought his dog. He had a staffy dog. He brought his dog to the session and he just didn't speak to any of the lads during the session. We're all running up the hill. He didn't say hello, or keep going or anything like that. 
And all of a sudden, he just stopped the session and shouted at his dog. His dog was laying on his back and he just started punching his dog. <laughs> <laughs> and we were all looking around and saying, what is going on here? He finally lost like, it. Free, there was snow on the ground and he's just laying into his dog and then he says, carry on, lads, get running. <laughs> and that just like sums him up. I just thought, I don't even know what to say. I, 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 I once heard a story about him when he was at London. I was obviously still just a kid then. I must have been about 13. And I went to the, the watch first team, obviously, and they um, lost against Hull KR at Easter. I think it was on uh, on Easter Monday. And um, they got hammered 66-0 or something like that. And <laughs> that was a free cock kickoff on, a sun, on, on the Monday, sorry. And he uh, he made them all go back. He said, right, everyone meet at Roehampton, which was the training ground. Then he went, meet there at 6 o'clock. And everyone was like, what? So they <laughs> turned up and he had them. It was really muddy as well. I had them carrying tackle bags and I don't know the ins and outs of it but apparently that punch tackle bags you know like with all the crusty mud on and stuff punch them till the knuckles started bleeding they couldn't stop for like two or three hours after the game that was just after playing obviously a Friday and then a Monday game um, so yeah I'm glad I was involved in that session <laughs> pretty old yeah, school yeah very old school yeah so yeah absolutely yeah. you ought to play better the next week then don't you shit <laughs> you're not going to mess up again are you <laughs> how, how how did a lot of the lads respond to that kind of behaviour? Did you know were they were they on board with it, or did it did it not really strike a chord with a lot? Of people? Um, I think it affected the young lads more than anything. I was I, I was a young lad at the time as well, and uh, it, it kind of it's a bit of <laughs> bit of fear if that makes sense. You're just intimi- yeah. just an intimidating bloke, and as soon as you see him, stuff like that, you just think, God, you don't want to get on the wrong side of it. <laughs> I think some of the older lads are probably thinking, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. I've had some punishments before, though, after a game when you've got beaten. We were at London, I think we got beat by LFC away. And he'd given the players the next day off to sort of go into the family. So the Northern boys were staying up north. And he said, nope. It was a Friday night game. And uh, after the game, he said, nope, that was terrible. Cancelled. See you in training tomorrow morning. I want you doing your recovery first. And we're off to training afterwards. And... I don't. I don't think it's sometimes I, I can understand it if you're getting battered, but sometimes you're just getting beaten by a better team, and you, you've yeah, put in yeah. your effort, you've done what you can do. If anything, it just demoralises you a little bit, doesn't it? Who's the coach? Sort of like, uh, Tony Gray. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he, he just it it, it it puts him in a sort of untenable position, doesn't it? Sometimes where yeah, you just yeah. you build up a, a dislike for him for if, if he keeps doing that, you can only do it so many times, can't you? Anyway, you can only track there's only, someone in. There's only some coaches that can sort of get away with it as well. Like obviously, like Brian McDermott's a very big, intimidating sort of character, isn't he? So when he's yeah. that, you just sort of do it, don't you? But if so, I don't know if it would work with everyone. No, I agree. Um, Simon, you've made your debut at Leeds. This is in 2013, if I'm right. Yeah, yeah, 2013. Um, and then. How long were you so you signed a what two three year deal with it Leeds? Uh yeah, I signed. I think I sat what initially full time deal, two and a half year deal. Right. I think it was. Yeah. Um, this was in the first year I made Super League debut. Yeah. Um, and then the next season, twenty fourteen, I played five games. Yeah. Uh, to a progression. I was still only eighteen at the time, so I thought, you know doing yeah quite well. I thought this is good. You know we were going well and. Um, yeah, that was a good year, 2014 for me as well. Playing like in and out of academy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had another good year, and um, then at the end of that season, I signed a three-year deal. Did you? Right. So, so like, sort of a big sort of reward for such a you know a good couple of seasons, and for all the hard work you put in, you felt all oh, right. This is good. This is sort of a home for me now. 
yeah, that was really, I'd, I'd moved over to Leeds as well. They, they like put me in um, like a clubhouse. So I moved over there, so I like fully committed to it. And, yeah, um, yeah, like bit of icing at the, on the cake, really signing that three year deal. Like, like say a bit of a reward, and you know, I thought it was you know going somewhere. Yeah. Um, so now I'm really enjoying it. Very much kind of in the mind of the manager. Yeah, as I'd well. like to think so. Yeah, like a, like I said, a bit of progression from the year before. He'd give me my debut, and then the year after, he'd give me like five games. Um, so yeah, I felt like his trust as well. So yeah, we're going great. Good, and then obviously we've come into 2015. Um, so this is the last year of under academy, and next year same age as, as me. Um, yeah. So how did that year start out? Were you playing academy still? Uh, yeah. Well, it brings us on to a bit of a touchy subject, but yeah. Basically, um, we went through his preseason. I was obviously training with first team. I had. Um, been given a decent squad number, bloody blah, blah. Thinking, you know, I'm having a good chance of bettering the five games I played played the previous season. Yeah. Um, so I trained. Obviously, I had a really good preseason. Training where they had we had his friendlies, and um, we had his last preseason friendly. We played Doncaster away at their, at their place. Yeah. And it was like a bit of a mixture team, so they're like a few of us academy lads and a few first teamers, and to like a bit of a daft thing to do, but we, to celebrate us finishing preseason, we all went for a few beers. Yeah. Which I don't know whether that's a good idea or not. Yeah, it's um, done though, isn't it? Quite it. a lot. A lot yeah. of teams would go that a bit of a piss up either before Christmas or something, and then maybe just yeah. at the end, maybe. Yeah. So it wasn't intending to be a massive night. We just went after the game. Thought, right, we'll go for a few beers. That's it. That season starts next week. The Super League. So I thought, right, we'll go for a few beers. Yeah. And um, yeah, an incident happened which probably changed my career for the. Well, it, it happened. So yeah. Um, that happened in, I think it was February. Yeah. And then I started the year then playing the 19s. Nothing really happened. Um, so basically an incident happened with police. But it didn't come out for like six weeks. Yeah. So in that six weeks, I didn't really think much of it. Um, I was just getting on with, with what we're getting on with. Yeah. And then all, all of a sudden, I got disciplined by the club. Um, for Obviously, I made a mistake. Yeah. Um, disciplined by the club and... Um, then they said, right, you're going out on loan. It was either to Sheffield Eagles, go go there for the rest of the season, or move to London. Yeah. Um, and at the time, I just wanted to get away from Leeds. I had a bit of bad blood, like yeah, bad bad feeling about it, and was it kind of got. Was it the initial? So when they said you're going on loan, obviously I know the incident happened, but was it the, them saying, all right, you're going on loan now? Was that sort of a bit of a, you know, is that what sort of created the bad blood, or was it just through being disciplined, obviously? Uh, no, I think, well, I think it was myself because I realised that, you know, I messed up. I'd, yeah. I had this massive opportunity in front of me, and yeah, uh, um, you know, I don't want to swear, but I just thrown it away, sort yeah. of thing. Um, so I've I've probably fallen out a bit with rugby and a bit with myself, and um, I just wanted to get away. I just needed a bit of a fresh start. Yeah, I felt like I had a bit of an ego as well. Uh, I'm a bit cocky, and I just thought, uh, you know, just catching up with me, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, I could have gone to Sheffield and obviously still lived in Leeds and travelled down, but I didn't want to do that. I wanted to get away, get out of my comfort zone, sort of, and just get out of the way, like yeah. get away from from people who I knew and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Got a bit embarrassed, really. Uh, so yeah, that brought about the, my move to London. Yeah, uh, which obviously you know you know a lot about personally. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it were a massive, massive thing for me, and I probably learned a lot more from it. I think I've learned this. You know, if that haven't wouldn't have happened, I probably might have had this um, almost like a 
not a prima donna ego, but thinking that you're untouchable. That's yeah. Because all that nonsense, I was 16. Well, yeah, I'm full time. I'm never going to work a day in my life. It's easily done, isn't it? As well, when you're in that position. Yeah, especially playing for such a big club, and yeah, when they're putting faith into you, you think, yeah, you're the man, sort of thing. But really, you're not the man at all. Yeah. Um. So, how did you find your time in London? Obviously, going out online, moving. Obviously, I know you'd moved into Leeds. It's not like moving to London, though, is it? It's obviously a massive move, and so, you know, a massive city. So, how was that culture sort of change? How old were you, Minnie, as well, when you moved down there? Uh, just gone 19. Still when pretty young then, eh, isn't it? To be sort yeah, of yeah. <laughs> moving out again for the second time, and this time down to London. Yeah, it was, yeah, like, it was a big thing, but it wasn't. It was kind of going in. The only person I knew were Keezy. That, like, I think I rang him a couple of days before. I think I might be coming down, but I literally yeah. didn't know anybody other than him. Um, but no, I, I think I struggled at times with, in London, obviously being away from home. It was a big thing. Yeah, probably a bit homesick, um, and that, you know, having having to, it was a massive culture change going from living in Leeds, probably like a, you know, with all everything that goes on in Leeds, it's it's massive, but rugby league's massive there. Yeah. Whereas in London, it's just it's nothing. It's not nothing now, but it's, no, no. Yeah, and especially going from sort of, like you say people sort of knowing you and recognising you, not recognising you like you're a celebrity, but you know what I mean? Like you bump into other rugby lads and, you know, when you're on that and stuff and like, it's completely different, isn't it? Like no one sort of knows who you are or, I don't know, it's sort of like going from sort of a small pond, like a rugby league terms into like a massive one, isn't it? Yeah, it, it's strange. I think it kind of helped me in the, the, in the timing of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it must have been refreshing, yeah. Yeah, it brought my feet back on the ground big like big time within weeks. So, you know, it, it was exactly what I needed at the time. Looking back on it, at the time I was thinking, you know, I want to be back up north and I'm missing home and yeah. X, Y and Z. But looking back on it, it was probably the, the making of me. Yeah. Um, you know, I probably fell out of rugby. Like in, I used to obviously love playing rugby, I do now, but at the time I just absolutely hated it and I didn't want nothing to do with it. Yeah. Um, but no, London really helped me out. I think, uh, obviously, having you there as well, Keezy, and you, like your your dad and yeah, Liz, they they really helped me as well. So yeah, um, no, I loved it in London. It, that was like time to grow up. Now it was like probably last chance to lose. Yeah, um, no, I loved it, and I loved the city as well. It was, obviously it's an amazing place to live in. It as 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 you know. Yeah, it is, mate. It is. And then so from that, so obviously you played the rest of the season with London. Um, you've gone back up north. At the end of 2015, yeah. Um, so then, talk us about because you moved to you made a move then, didn't you? Yeah, um, basically, Leeds said that I had I had two years left on my contract, but they said, "Listen, it's not it's not going to meant to be with you. you. You know, you can find yourself another club." Um, so I got in contact with. I could have stayed at London, yeah, but the chance had already gone. I think they'd already signed somebody else by then. By the time I knew I could leave Leeds, they'd already. Sign someone else, which is fair enough. So I went to Sheffield. Um, and that was full time, wasn't it? What's that? Sorry, that was full time, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. So I signed a two year deal, two years full time. Yeah. Um, that was hard as well. Um, just the the, the, t- the year before they finished in the top four in the championship, they had a really good year. Yeah. And then they went full time, but they lost a lot of players because a lot of the part time lads didn't want to go full time. Yeah. And they was arguably the, the better of the players. Yeah. yeah. Why? Why is that? If you don't mind me asking. Because a lot of them have 
they they played part time for Sheffield, but had a had a job as well. So they didn't want to give up their day job uh, because of money wise, because they just simply won't get enough right. money, enough money from the club to cover oh, not okay. working. Um, so that was like signing for a brand new team in a way. Yeah, I remember that was a lot of new players, wasn't it? A big turnover in players. Yeah. Um, so they're like so, I think like fifteen new players at the time. Right. Yeah, Matt. And going going from you know, kind of part time. Sorry, I was just like going from like part time to full time. What 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 kind of commitment changes? Like how many sessions does it go from from what a week sort of thing? Uh, well, when you're part time, you train probably say Tuesday, Thursday, and a Saturday or evenings. Tuesday, Thursday yeah. evening, Saturday yeah. morning. Right. Uh, whereas full time, you're probably in Monday, That's Tuesday. Really. Yeah, so you don't really have time for another job. No. Yeah, a big one Matt, as well when you do it. Sorry, when you when you when you go from, I know a couple of people who've uh, when we were at Fed there were discussions about whether it was going to go full time or not and how it was going to work. But a lot of the players say they're a they're a trader. Some of them some of them own their own business. Some of them have have got jobs that are paying thirty odd grand a, thirty odd grand like a like a good normal person's wage, uh, and then they're getting offered. The, the twelve grand say if they're a good semi-pro player, uh, so that's forty-two grand a year plus your match bonuses. Well, they're getting offered because it's, it's the smaller teams who aren't able to offer as bigger wages. They're probably getting offered twenty-five grand a year to go full time. Yeah. So you're talking about a drop of about seventeen, twenty grand to to the better players in the yeah, team. Massive. So it's just it's too much of a drop and then too much of a risk because obviously the the finances in rugby league aren't the most secure, uh, as we've discussed in the past from administrations of some of the clubs when they've overspent the budgets uh, I don't think the financial security is there to be able to make that worth the risk absolutely and on to that point as well that's interesting the, uh, I know we've spoken a lot about what the what happened at Bradford but a lot of people don't really know the ins and outs of what happened at Sheffield Elliot and obviously you were there for it all I know a similar thing happened where you didn't know if you were going to get paid it was towards the end of 2016 I think um, so just tell us a bit about that yeah um it wasn't. We all did get paid on time yeah. every, every month, so it wasn't as bad as you yeah. know working at Bradford. But it, it was a similar thing. So, like I said, I signed a two-year deal full time, um, but I only actually was full time for one year. So we got to the end of 2016, and I was actually on holiday. I went away um, on holiday, and you know I was thinking, oh, I'll go back for pre-season. Uh, everything's going to be all right. Body body. Nothing came into my head. We all, I think we all got a message saying. Lads, I think we're going into administration. Um, heck's what you know. A lot of, I think I think the backer had pulled out. The, the money man had said he's not putting his money in, and they was looking for somebody else, and no one would come in and and put their money in. So it was just going on and on and on. And eventually, someone said they would fund the club, uh, but everyone had to be part time. So this were the, so this is first. So I got back off my holiday, and. I got signed a one-year deal. It was part-time. Basically, they halved everybody's money and said, you either stay on this or you find yourself another club. And I think it was like middle of November, so I had no... Everywhere else is signed up by that time, yeah. aren't they? Player yeah, budget-wise. So, so I'd gone from two years previous to playing Super League, thinking I'd done a three-year deal full-time, signed for Leeds, and then two years later, I just I got back off a holiday and signed a part-time deal on a one-year deal, and, I'm fa- and then I had to get myself a job, which I've never worked a day in my life. And I thought, what, like, what am I doing here? Like, yeah. How did, how did you kind of react to that? Yeah, I was the transition. The first, 
week or two are probably the worst two weeks. Well, probably not the worst. I think I've been through a bit more, but it was very hard. At, like the word losing l- losing your edge, absolutely lost my edge. <laughs> um, but no, it, it was like a bit of a reality check. Not that I didn't, not that I needed one, but it was like I, I just thought to myself, I cannot do this for for the rest of my like rugby career sort of thing. What did I, you go I, into, I, Mini? What was your job? Well, I, I didn't have any. I, I go with my GCSEs from uh, school, but I went full time at sixteen, so I didn't do any. A levels or um, I went into uni, so I didn't. I won't qualified in anything, so I literally got off back of holidays, become a labourer. My my friends, it's tough uh, graft than that. Yeah, my friends, yeah. family like run a construction business, so luckily they they were took me on straight away. Um, so I was, but the money wasn't great, and obviously we were out from say seven in the morning till four at night, just carrying buckets up a ladder and, yeah. and November train well, at cold. night time as well. Yeah, I did that for I did it for about three months and it was the like during pre season as well and it was the worst type of weather, freezing. Um but yeah. well, then training at night times twice yes. a week and I then going to the weekend. I was working in Bradford on during the day and then travelling to Sheffield, getting there for six o'clock, training in Sheffield, not finishing till like nine o'clock, driving home a good hour, like an hour's drive. So we're getting home at like ten half ten and then Doing the same thing day in day out, it was just like, it, I think it would either either gonna make make or break me sort of thing. But yeah. Luckily, I, I got through it. And it you I, got to have, I suppose, a, a real love for the game within that as well to to carry on. And yeah, it made me appreciate being, you know, what I actually had, um, like being full time, like how easy it is. And I just thought I can't do this. Like it, it motivated me. Like I used to go home on a night and think, I'm not doing this for much longer. Like I just yeah. talk to myself and think. I can't do this any longer. I, there's no way I'm going to do this for more than I have to sort of thing. Was there ever a quitting moment, Minnie? Did you ever debate quitting or was it always a spur to go on to try and get another pro pro full-time deal? Uh, no, I, didn't, I never thought about quitting. I, I, had, a, I had a fair few sulks. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm a bit, I am a bit of a sulker, I'm first to admit that. Uh, yeah. I locked myself in my room and um, you know probably punched a couple of walls. But no, I never... No dogs. <laughs> no, <my dog's> <laughs> uh, no, I never thought about quitting. It just Very motivated good. me more than anything, um, which is probably cliche, isn't it? But it, it did. Yeah, it, uh, yeah. It just made me want it more, and luckily, like I say here today, and that's that's where we are. I think that's a really good sort of example of how it could have gone a different way, couldn't it? It could have made you sort of demotivated and made you not want to do it anymore, and. It could, you know, it's very easily done, isn't it? But I mean, lucky that it it went the other way. And just on that as well, when you when you sort of got that text and you said, "Ah, oh, you're going to be part time," blah blah blah. Um, what did it make you think? Oh, I wish I'd, I wish I'd done A levels. I wish I went to college. Or did it not really pop, like pop into your head? No, it, did, it definitely did, yeah. Because um, I, I kind of put all my eggs in one basket. Yeah. Um, but at the time, that that was what I wanted to do, and yeah. I wouldn't change that, but no, yeah, then I got that text, I thought, right, I'll start looking for a job, and I was on these job websites, and they're like, oh, you must have this qualification, this, this, and this, and I'm thinking, oh, my God. Yeah. I don't even know what half of it means. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We've spoke about it a fair bit on air about sort of the, what there is in place for you to, to sort of do afterwards and stuff like that, and I think that's an example where, I don't know if the club did help you, but 
as a 16-year-old, it's all well and good being full-time and stuff, but surely the club's got a responsibility to say, right, we need you to do this as well because we know that it, you know, it don't always go the yeah. way it's meant to. I, th- and... I think there is stuff like that in place, but I think it was just me personally. Yeah. Like I said, I had a bit of an ego and I was thinking, no, I don't, I don't need to have a college course or anything like that. Yeah. I, yeah. I was just thinking, no, I'm going to be a rugby player. That, that's yeah. what I'm going to do. And yeah. just be probably big-headed by myself, but you know, you live and learn, don't you? you do, have you yeah. thought about now, Minnie? Have you got have you debating taking something on in background now whilst you're full time back at Bradford and that or Yeah, well I'm, I'm just in place. Well in the second year of I was part time basically I got a job working um for an account well with an accountant. Right. Um so I was like trying to learn so I got I was doing the full time job with an accountant, learning that and then obviously being part time as well. Um so I did start a course, but I'm just in the middle of doing that at the moment. But you know nice. what? But now I've gone back full time. Obviously, last month I've got, I've got a lot more time on my hands. So uh, yeah, I'm definitely gonna. And, but there's like rugby league cares. Obviously, I'm sure you know about that. They they do help out. I got a grant given from them. Nice. Um, obviously, that obviously stuff like that's in place. You just have to go look for it. But like I said, when I was 16, 17, yeah, you don't think of it, do you? I wasn't interested. I just thought, no, I'm going, I'm going to be a rugby player for the next ten years. <laughs> it's easily done, though, isn't it? In that situation, yeah. Um, and then obviously, so you've had your part time year at Sheffield. Then obviously, it came out that you'd obviously signed for Bradford, which is your hometown club. Um, tell us a bit about that. So, was it an easy decision? Did it was any other options or? Your man sort of said, uh, so obviously it was in League One as well, wasn't it? So let's not forget that sort of dropping down a, a sort of tier um, and being part of sort of the rebuild. Yeah, well, 2017 went really well at Sheffield. They had a good year and um, we had a good team, actually. We, you know, we, sometimes we were on the end of some drummings, but I think we had a decent decent dig. And yeah. I personally had probably better years, I think, because I was trying so hard, wanting to get back full-time, you know, I really... Become more professional, like off the field sort of thing. Yeah, um, and I think that that was shown on the field, which I'm obviously really happy about. But yeah, um, at the end, I think it was in September. I had a meeting with with Bradford, and it wasn't easy because, like you say, we was in League One. Yeah, I knew that the club were already relegated, so I knew we were going to be in League One. And I was thinking, well, if they don't go back up, and I've signed a two-year deal, I don't want to be playing League One for two years. Yeah, um, but that kind of but like you said, it was, it was my hometown club. It's where I've supported as long as I can remember. Um, and I wanted to be part of like the rebuilding process. Yeah. Like obviously last year we made we made history, didn't we, by getting us getting promoted and you know to be a part of something like that was just absolutely massive. And that like motivated me again. Obviously with the lads being, you know, we had um, a few lads full time last year. That I wanted to be a part of that for this year. Yeah. So that was like another motivation for me. That was, that was like the next step. You had a good year, Minnie, didn't you? I just I saw I did a quick look at the stats and that before you you scored more tries than you played games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> record, like, what we what position were you playing in last year mainly? Were you in it second uh, row were you, or is it loose or well yeah, probably majority back row, but I played a bit in the halves and a bit of loose forward, yeah, but probably towards like the last the back end, like the last 10, 10 12 games. I played outside keys it back row, so so you didn't get many at the end of the year. You got them more at the start. Yeah, they, yeah, they dried up at the end of the year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, the well, glue uh, ones didn't pass me a ball. <laughs> um, but yeah, like Mendy's saying, obviously for a second row of scoring that many tries, um, it's I think it's fair to say that you 
100% earned your sort of full-time role this year. And obviously captaining, I know you're vice-captain of the team this year, but obviously there was a couple of games last year you led the team out. So, so that's a credit to sort of the journey you've been on the last few years. Obviously, it's been a bit tough, hasn't it, been part-time and the highs and lows, but then to captain your home sort of town club in sort of that rebuild period. And now obviously you're a big sort of part of that team and a big sort of influence on a lot of other young lads coming through. I know we're not old ourselves, but, you know, people sort of looking up to you and the world's sort of at your feet this year. Picked up a couple of awards as well, well. Cleaned up. <laughs> Cleaned up. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'll, yeah. I'll be honest, yeah, I had a good year. Um, 2018, yeah. I just tried to give, I think, it's, because it was my own town club and my family are all massive supporters, if I didn't play well, you just get stick all week. <laughs> so I soon learned that if I'm going to have a, an easy week, I'm going to have to play well. So, um, no, I had a good year and I really enjoyed Like The thing with us last year and this year as well, that we're all like similar age. We're all we're 22, 23, and we're all like good mates as well off the field. So, yeah. Um, yeah, was just, I just had a really good year. really enjoyed it. Everyone, everyone with, you know, decent blokes. And, um, yeah, luckily I was just seemed to be in the right place at the right time a lot of the time. Um, but yeah, I feel like that that's all last year I was aiming for a full-time deal for this year. And, yeah. you know, the club kept saying it to me and I was thinking, you know, they're just saying it, oh, they're going to give me it. Um, but no, eventually we got there, we got promoted and we got, got my full-time deal, which I'm obviously happy with. But I'm trying not to, you know, I think last time I was full-time, I kind of less rested on my laurel sort of thing. And yeah, um, didn't work hard, but now I've like really tried to, you know, like the hard work starts now, sort of thing. I know it's a bit is, of a boring thing to say. Is that in training as well, Mini? Just saying, like working harder and everything, working harder in training, like speaking up more. Is that, in, yeah. is that every aspect? Like, yeah, a bit of everything. I've, I've tried to like take a bit of a leadership role. I know I'm only young, like, but um, you know, try and help some of the young lads as well as a few lads in my position. Try and help them. Um, like every gym session, I never. To be honest, when I was younger, I never used to do the gym. Like I just used to sack it off. Yeah. Like just just get by sort of thing. But now, like yeah. I'm really trying to put put get in what you put out, don't you? So yeah, definitely, uh, definitely. Yeah, I've kind of had a bit of a bit of a realization, bit of a kick kick in the face. But I think it's made me appreciate things a lot more, and that's what I'm just trying to trying to do. There'll be a statue before you know it. <laughs> how how are you feeling going into the new season then? Um, I'm feeling good. I feel fit and feeling strong, and confident. I've, we've got a good team. Like I was looking, we had the squad numbers. Um, on Saturday we had like a presenting to the to the fans of squad numbers, and our squad is, you know, we, we we're going to compete. I think, and we're going to be top five. Um, in my opinion, nice. You know, some of the lads we've got, the league standards. Um, and they're like the, everyone's of like I said earlier, everyone's of a similar age as well. So we're only going to get better the, the longer we stay together. I think the big thing this year as well, we, the squad is massive, so the competition for places, you can tell in training people sort of giving that extra bit, aren't they, trying to get themselves a shirt? Yeah, well, like me personally, I think there's like four or five of us all playing for the same position, all second rowers. So I'm thinking now, like, anything we do, I want, you know, you need to beat him, I need to beat this lad at this. And yeah, like you said, it raises the bar for everybody then because the training goes up and everyone's getting fitter, everyone's getting stronger. Um, but yeah, you need competition. Like when we was probably when we were at London, Keezy, we don't want that competition. Wonder like training, one no. as intense, and um, 
you know, you kind of knew that you'd be playing no matter how you played on the Sunday. You kind of knew, yeah, I'm going to be in again because there's no one else to come in in front uh, behind you. This sounds like a, sorry, this sounds like a cliche. Like you could put out two thirteen aside teams and have, have a decent squad in both, couldn't you? Like, yeah, you could, yeah. yeah, you could, and it's not. It's like the young lads as well. The, the academy, the, but I didn't really, I didn't really realize how good the academy were until last year when yeah. I joined the club. It's ridiculous. They're ridiculous. Yeah, the, like some of the lads are like seventeen, eighteen, and something you're like you're thinking, Jesus Christ, how how good's this lad? Yeah. No, okay. like, so they're putting pressure yeah. on the on the on the senior boys as well. So it's, it's we're in a good place at the moment. I think yeah, very good. Yeah. I think that's one of the things that Bradford's always been good at, and it? it's actually like scary. The Bradford, if you did a Bradford Bulls current thirteen with people who came through at Bradford. Like it's yeah. unbelievable, isn't it? The teams yeah. that we get together, and it is it is a hotbed for rugby league. I think with people at the helm, sort of like John Bastian's one, obviously one of the main influences there at the minute, isn't he? Yeah. Working alongside BT and uh, BT and that, it's uh, it's pretty impressive the sort of squad that they bring through year on year. There's players who are coming through and then staying in the team, isn't there? No, Pick has had a brilliant year last year, and yeah, yeah people coming through every year. Absolutely. Uh, well, thanks, Elliot, for for sharing that. That's yeah, that's brilliant, mate. Yeah. Yeah, hope it didn't bore you all to sleep. <laughs> if anyone's listening, just listen about half nine, ten. It should send you off about 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I, could, I could talk a glass out of sleep, so we'll do well. Um, what we have brought in, Elliot, you're our first... Well, Max done it last week, but you're our first guest. I weren't, I weren't quick enough on it, though, was I? No, it was, no, it was... It was slow, slow fire questions. I thought about them, that's why, but now... Because I thought about them, they're my quick fires, but you don't have time to think about them, so I've got some quick fire questions for you. It's just first thing that pops into your head. Sweet. All right, let's go. All right. Dream dinner party, three guests. Oh, uh, David Beckham, Kim Kardashian, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Donald Trump. Oh, that's a very clever, interesting, clever, clever table. Yeah. Won't be short of a conversation. <laughs> um, what's your favourite meal, and can you cook? Uh, favourite meal is Chinese. And yes, That's not a meal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. What do you go for? What's your Chinese? What do you, what do you uh, want? Oh God, I don't know. Um, I like chicken and black bean or beef and black bean. There we go. Um, and can I cook? Yeah, not very well. Signature dish in that? Beans on toast. <laughs> 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 no, I make a good um, carbonara. Ooh, oh, cool. nice. A man of my own heart, I love that. <laughs> Uh, best holiday you've been on? Uh, well, I just got back. I went. Um, well, I'm not just. I went. Just been to Thailand and Malaysia. That was pretty good. We went with one of the rugby lads. Um, yeah, decent holiday. Decent. Uh, Favorite sporting icon growing up? Oh, tough one. Um, uh, to the donor. I don't know. Come back Keep to that. Yeah. All, right. All right, we'll come back to that one. <laughs> Favourite sporting moment? Uh, Super League debut. Nice. nice. Uh, Favourite colour? Black. <laughs> <laughs> Favourite stadium? Uh, don't say Otto. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> don't no. say Otto. <laughs> uh, i got to say AJ Bell. Oh, nice. Oh, uh, favorite film? Film? Yeah. Uh, Shawshank Redemption. Oh, oh 
It's number popular, one on isn't it? DB. Yeah. <laughs> the popular, popular choice. Great film. <laughs> um, so you've just finished the game or training. You've got the evening to yourself. Come through the door. What are you doing? I don't, am I right to say, Tommy? <laughs> <laughs> what, Tommy Tone? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, <laughs> just probably... Um, could That's all right. Could <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I probably just met, I don't know, have a nap or something. Or... <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, nap. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, when your time is up, how do you want people to remember Elliot Minchella? A good professional. Ooh. Who, um, a decent bloke. He's got bad teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you there, Minnie, don't worry. They'll always buy you a pint. No. Oh, great stuff. But I nice. expect, one, expect one bought back. <laughs> so, a Yorkshireman then? <laughs> Brilliant. That concludes the quick fires. Oh, wait, no. We, need, we still need to do that sporting icon. Have you, have you had a moment to think? Uh, I'm going to have to say probably Sam Burgess. No. Um, yeah, just the way he is, like how he lives his life and what he does in rugby league as well. He's probably the best. The best player. Great documentary, that. slamming Sam Burgess as well. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah, that's probably inspired me. Yeah. Very good. What man. That that does conclude the quick fires, and that yeah. does conclude the podcast this week as well. A really good one today. Yeah, yeah. really enjoyed. Well, it. Really Thank enjoyed. Yeah, cheers, Millie. Nice one. Yeah, thanks for having me, lads. Cheers, Pleasure. and yeah, may, may come back on again. Who knows? Yeah, if you all want, want me to send you to sleep, let me know. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that concludes us this week. Uh, <laughs> like, subscribe, share. You know, you know how it is. Um, and we'll be back on. I think we're going to do another one on Sunday. So yeah, stay stay tuned for then. Thanks, everyone. Uh, bye for now, folks. Cheers, boys. Sweet. Cheers.